welcome in to episode number 126 of About the Cards Podcast Live tonight on YouTube. As always with me, host Stefan Loeffler, adjunct wax twins. Ben Wilson at our trading cards. I'm Tim Sheffler at Big Shep 79. We are podcast by collectors for collectors. Hope to bring you a smart and insightful podcast kissing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific. And Central. Periscope, Facebook Live, and YouTube. Also on Twitter at About the Cards. We're available as a podcast everywhere you can find one. Uh, check out the website about the cards.wordpress.com. We have a very special guest returning tonight, James Kutkowski at Philly Puck Fan, a big Flyers fan, right? Big Flyers fan. Uh, welcome back. It's been a long time. Episode uh, 36 back, way back in February of 2019, uh, last time we had you on. But uh, we wanted to have you on again. Sorry for the delay. It uh, are bad, but uh, we want to. Have you all back on, and we're going to talk a little hockey tonight. You're going to hang out with us and have some fun. Is that cool? Back-to-back hockey nights or hockey weeks pretty cool. Nothing wrong James, with hockey. Not at all. James, what have you been up to since uh, we last spoke? Uh, well, um, I got to a point where I was burnt out on the hobby and was uh, thinking, why do I still do this? Because my, my daughters have gotten where it's too cool for school now. So I – started to refocus and I'm refocusing on the stuff I wanted when I was younger. So um, 1990s hockey inserts and things like that. I'm working on the Epic set from 97, 98. That's going to take a long time. So uh, that's some of those emeralds are pricey and there's some been some market manipulation. So um, I'll let someone else pay $400 for a Doug Gilmore purple uh, and wait for the next one to come by. But uh, yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. There's been some crazy. I've been looking at some 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 inserts and some numbered stuff, and the prices you get, you see on these things, it's like it doesn't make sense of why, you know, that, uh, that a particular card from the '90s or even the you know this 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 era uh, is going for an insane amount. Um, it's just like you know, I'm gonna wait. I don't need it. I don't instantly need it, so I can hold on and wait. It's still gonna be there someday, right? Doug Gilmore is not gonna score any more goals. Maybe in a beer league, but no one's yeah. worried about that. But yeah, well. and some of, some of these are things. Some of them are like really cheap too. So like, the ni- some of the nineteen ninety stuff is overlooked. Like, Leaf mm-hmm. Fire and Ice Wayne Gretzky numbered to one thousand. If that were a Michael Jordan basketball card numbered to one thousand, it'd probably be going for three four hundred bucks. So, uh, it, it, what would that cost us right now if we wanted to go snag one? Oh uh, well. I usually go to CCOMC, so I think I got mine for 17 Wow. Uh, uh, let's see. Because we, we, we were having this conversation about undervalued players earlier on, on Twitter. Somebody had tagged about the cards as well as a few other uh, Twitter handles. And, um, yeah, I failed to, to mention Gretzky myself, but I imagine he's probably, along with a few other hockey names, probably, you know, easily attained versus some of the other bigger names and, and comparatively speaking, like say Jordan, for instance, like you mentioned, well, he, he, not to your fault, your, your defense here, Ben, but he did say the top, the three major sports. Ah, Hey, <laughs> that's what you're right. You're right. I, that's why I only <laughs> responded with the main three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we no, all know uh, being a hockey fan in this country is like being an evangelist. I'm cool with it. You know what, though? All I have to say is that I had more, I've had more conversations about hockey since we had Chris Carlin on last week. There were two people in the, in the, in the chat last week watching live that bought hockey cards during the show that never bought hockey cards before after listening to him talk. And then also two people had afterwards came in and said, Hey, you know, I listen to your podcast 
got to got me excited for hockey cards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I can tell you, like, I truly enjoy running down and buying and chasing and finding young guns. And then um, I have my, you know, my friend Denise, I work with her and her son are collecting hockey and they pulled a, she went and found a couple of uh, packs and they were able to open them at target. And she pulled out two nice young guns that are going, I think Nick Robertson was one of them. And I remember I picked him up during the show uh, last night, last week. And it's just so it's like when something you can get out of a pack pretty frequently is so sought after. I, like I said last week, it's awesome to me. I just, I love it. It, it geeks me out big time. So. Yeah, they certainly have the formula, uh, in 0203, they tried to make a certain group of young guns one in 24, and that the that flew like a lead balloon. So ever since then, I think it's one in six packs or one in yeah. four packs, hobby packs. So, uh, yeah, you could realistically buy a well, it's not realistic to buy a case at this point, but you could buy a case and you'd expect to have a whole set and then some dupes. Yeah. So what what for those of us that are are you know, naive or, or, or uneducated or, or newbies, however you want to uh, say it, in the hockey world. Obviously, speculation is huge and has been huge for a few years, and it probably will continue to be for a few more years at the very least. Um, how do the young guns, you know, if I go out and buy some hockey cards right now, I pull four or five of these compared to, say, Bowman Chrome if you're a baseball collector, what is the sustainability year over year on the market of, of some of the mid range, not obviously the high ones are always going to sell and always have a market, but what about just the, the, the middle, middle of the, the run? Well, it, I don't necessarily think a comparison with Bowman Chrome's great because most of the time the young guns actually have had to play. Uh, sure. Some of those guys in Bowman haven't. Um, that said, they, they, they're going to hold their value, but the thing is, hockey fans are, are team collectors too. So, if you're when you're if you're putting trying to speculate, because I'm not going to call it investing, because it's never going to throw you a dividend. Uh, but if you're looking to speculate on a player, uh, you run the risk of that player getting traded to somewhere like Anaheim, where they don't care, and their uh, the fan the card's going to take a drop dive, even if the player does well. What would you say would be like the five fran five or six franchises you would hate to see um, a player you collected traded to? Okay, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins number one, <laughs> uh, New York Rangers number two. Uh, I, I'm, well, okay, let me rephrase it for collectability, for, for collectability oh, for purposes. Yeah. Oh, for so you said like they go to Anaheim, their value goes like it's like if somebody goes to the, the Tampa Bay Rays, like their value just goes. Uh, Anaheim, uh, they've. They've got a they've got a decent fan base out there, but there's so many other things to do out there. Uh, for whatever reason, Florida Panthers really it's like th that's where prospect cards go to die. But Tampa does great. Nashville, that I think it'll catch on in Nashville, uh, but it hasn't yet. Those are the three that really seem to be. Yeah, I mean, I want to disagree with those. Uh, I, I'd maybe toss in Phoenix. Slash Arizona, whatever they're going by. Yeah, that, that, um, that, that organization's in big trouble. I would say that Nashville and Carolina are quickly catching up. They easily could have been in years past. Have really young, exciting teams, so yeah. fans uh, are catching up. Um, Dallas. 
Well, there's so many people. There's a, Dallas is a big city, so you don't yeah, have it's to a have, transplant. Like, there are probably more hockey plans in Dallas simp- than Winnipeg simply because of the amount of people. Sure. But, you know, it's, what's interesting, all the cities and places you named are more warm weather than others. And, you know, Chris said last week that, you know, hot collecting cards is a cold weather sport uh, or hobby. And right. it kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, you have, you know, a Florida team, you have a team in mm-hmm. Nashville, you have a team in California, you have a team in Arizona uh, that uh, that aren't collectible. Um, how excited are you, James, for these retro flashback reversal jerseys they're coming out with? No, not at all. Really? No. The, the thing, the getting, getting back to the, uh, the, the southern city, it does seem to make sense, though, a little bit, because it's 90 degrees out. You're in Dallas. You're going to go into a nice refrigerated place for about three hours and watch a sport. It seems like that works. Yeah. Interesting. But I no, just, the, those retro jerseys are hideous. Oh, really? I, I yeah. thought a couple of them were pretty good. I thought there were a few that were pretty, pretty good. I thought the Wild, I think the Wild did it well, uh, you know, taking the, the colors from back from the North Star, you know, back in the North Star days. Right. But, but I, I think, think the wild yeah. jerseys in general are just kind of ugly anyway. So let's just I think there. after I saw that, I just closed it. So I, 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 is anyone using the Nordiques logo? Uh, yeah. Uh, I believe the Avalanche are. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I was just hoping that because, yeah, I heard the Hurricanes are using the the, the Hartford uh, Whalers logo. That so, makes sense. But uh, that still is one of the most classic uh, jerseys. I wish they they'd, uh, were still, still there. Um, Last week we talked about BG, BGS having some fl- fake slabs uh, that populated. Um, there you go. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Okay, mm-hmm. they got it right. <laughs> uh, that was probably. I think that was rated like the one or two on the when the I think Bleacher Report was bringing them all out. They had a bunch of their hockey people uh, like vote on it, and that we got the first pick. Um, but you no, know, these BGS the slabs, and I know how you feel about grading. I think I think you're right in line with us. I mean. It's it's all opinion. Um, you know they don't they don't tell you how what the rules are. You you speculate what you think they're doing when they're looking at this. And again, it's a human eye, so there's always judgment and error and uh, things that can uh, be made. But now with the fake slabs coming out, I mean, what? How do you think? Are you surprised that, no. that now that they're coming with fake? There's fake cases out there. Like in my mind, the only reason I'm going to grade a card is if it's something that you really need to have authenticated just so when when time comes for my daughters to sell the collection like for example i don't want there to be any question about the authenticity of the the gretzky rookie so it's in a psa4 slab but that's really an authentication reason more than anything um fake bgs slabs it was only a matter of time uh there's opportunity for money to be made and somebody has a laser or whatever the sonics mender yeah, sure. Fake PGS slabs. There'll be more of it. Yeah, I mean, it, what are your, what's your feelings? I mean, we've talked about all the different scandals and, and things with grading. So you know, we've we've had uh, you know the trimmed and, and altered cards. We've had you know facsimile autographs. We have fake slabs. All these different things have happened with grading. Do, is there any reason, in your opinion, that someone should, besides authentication, um, should bother grading a card? Well, I'm, if you're trying to, I saw people buying lots of like 100 or 50 of the uh, tops rookies from 2020, sent them mm. in for gradings. And so if you buy this, if you buy the, uh, what is it, the 
Bichette or whatever, and you pay $3 or $5 a card, and then you can get $60 for a PSA 10. If you're wanting to flip it really quickly, I suppose, but there's going to be so many of these things floating around. Is it really going to be, is a PSA 10 really mean anything anymore? Yeah. It no, should man. be a PSA 10. It came out of the pack yesterday. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it, it, and that's what happens when you start to oversaturate any market. Um, you, you know, when when a Starbucks is found on every street corner, the desire to, to enjoy a gourmet coffee isn't nearly as much as opposed to when it becomes a destination. You know, the more the more of this stuff that you can go on there, I can get one today. I can get one tomorrow. Maybe the price changes. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's in my favor when it changes. But at the end of the day. You get so much of this crap out there. We were actually just talking about this before the show. Um, Steph's wife, Angela, was on, and we're talking about, you know, if you go to Trading Card Database and type in 1965 baseball, and you look at how many releases there were versus 2020, and and, and it's just, it's got to be pages and pages and how frustrating it must be for newer collectors and how much of this stuff do we honestly need i mean we'll have a couple of topics later in the show regarding some of the stuff but it's just it's amazing every day you open up your email from tops and go oh god what now mm-hmm. you know one of the it, things that the the hockey market's done well upper deck's done well at as keeping it special yeah they're pumping out like 15 to 20 products a year but you're not getting the every day the drum beater maybe maybe it's going to spam at this point but you know as much as i'd like to see a little bit more of that, like perhaps like, you know, how the tops was a tops living or tops 2020 tops living, something like that for hockey. I, I'm weary of that too, because then, Oh, we can print money now. Let's just do this all the time. And Chris Carlin's not dumb. So he's, he's got to figure it out eventually. Well, and you said 15 products, right? So 15 goes, into think, 50, uh, 15 uh, goes into 52, three times. Right. So yeah. it, even that means every three weeks there's going to be a new box to buy, a, a new team set to to chase. That that's, you know that 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 covers three pay periods for people to get paid weekly. It covers a, a, a pay period and a half potentially two, depending on pay cycles. That that's reasonable within an average collector's budget. But when you're getting paid biweekly, uh, and and there's six you know five six releases between you know living and project 2020 and throwback thursdays if you're a baseball collector that is um you know and then you've got these these uh ex pete alonzo and ex tatis and ex steve ioki and and tops rip and, and and chrome black and then you also have just your normal everyday stuff too that comes out it's a i mean this is budget busters all of it so to be a hockey collector i mean our mm-hmm. good friend uh, val at nascar radio you know, he was always pushing people to collect NASCAR. He's like, dude, there's like four releases a year. You know, you can literally collect it all still. Well, I know how you collect. So you're the guy who has to have every A's player. But at some point, maybe you don't have to have every A's card that's printed. I mean, it, 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 with all, you're never going to have every one of them because there's super fractors out there. So once the one-on-ones yeah. started showing up, a lot of folks gave up the chaotic mission of having everything. I'd like to have every Flyers card that comes out this year, but there's going to be some cards from the cup and um, they're going to be numbered to 10. I might not even see them. Uh, yeah. And they right. might, maybe not this year, but in other years when we've had big rookies, 
$500 for uh, a Carter Hart rookie card? Well, if I pull it, sure, but um, otherwise, no, that that's just going to stay over there. Can't you just bill somebody more hours and say that you worked them and, and then, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, isn't that how shysters work? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to be the most bitter dude on this show tonight. I love it. Um, so I'm what, what, four days, man. I'm in a great mood. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 one of our, our loyal listeners, I don't know how, how much hockey he collects, but in the YouTube chat, he's pulled uh, Josh Norris Young Guns and Igor Korshkov. How did right. he do? Um, depends on how much he paid for the box. I like Norris. Uh, you said Norris off of Ottawa, right? Josh uh, Norris. Josh Norris. I. I, I, I guy, so I okay. Yeah. I. I. I think of. I think he's a sleeper. He's. Uh, I just wrote sleeper pick here. I don't know why I did, but when I was analyzing this, I saw it as a, a sleeper pick. The other one was Igor. Igor Korshkov, if I pronounced that correctly. You probably did. I'm not sure. Let me see. Igor. Left Igor. wing. Nineteen two points. Guys. There's two guys in in the, in the fifth forty nine named Igor. When has that happened? Okay, um, wasn't there like seventy dudes named Sergey back in the nineties? But Igor, I mean, who names their kitty anyway? Um, all right, so he's twenty four. Uh, he's a high scorer in the KHL. Uh, KHL is a defensive oriented league. Uh, right. It's kind of a step. It's a step. Obviously, it's a, I, I think it's a step above the AHL. So it would be kind of like quadruple A in baseball terms. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on Toronto. I've heard that they've the Toronto guys seem to think he's going to be a player, but it's uh, given COVID, I'm not even sure he's going to be over here this year. So um, looks like he's playing 2020, 2021 in, in the K. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, it's I wouldn't funny want to that- be away from home. Funny that you mentioned two guys named Igor because his third young guns was Igor Zamula. So he got them both. Okay, so uh, I can give you that. That's a Philadelphia Flyer prospect. They are high on him. I don't know where he fits in in the future uh, for the team. So he'll probably wind up getting traded. But uh, let's see, Zamula. 27 uh, goals, 21 assists. Yeah. It, it, it's a good problem to have, and, and smart GMs across all sports, they draft talent, not for need. Whenever you try to get right. that, oh, I've got to have a cornerback, or I've got to – dude, if the running back's the best guy and you've got two of them already in front of you, cool. You know, if you've got two point guards and the point guard, I mean, that's uh, – you know, Tim's wearing a Sacramento Kings hat, and, and they grabbed Halliburton last week, you know. They've already got De'Aaron Fox, so you push Halliburton to the two. You know, it's like, hey, you go out and grab talent first off, and then when mm-hmm. you get it, that's why the L.A. Dodgers are so deep. Granted, they've got money and resources, but they'll literally go grab Aaron Otto and re-sign Justin Turner and go, whoops, we'll figure it out. You know, so it's a good problem to have because it's a great trade asset, at not- if nothing else. Yeah, our, our system – our system, if I have anything to do with it, Flyer system produces very good goaltenders – He's not really in the mold of what, what flyer goal uh, defend. Uh, sorry, def- we never we've only produced like two goaltenders, but uh, he's not in the mold of what a flyer's defenseman normally is like. He's more of a a, a, a cerebral guy, which is fine. I'm not saying he's going to be like Nick Lidstrom, but he's more Nick Lidstrom than he is Darian Hatcher, and 
a reputation as we like Darian Hatcher kind of types. Uh, sure. so he probably doesn't play for Philadelphia, but 30 points, uh, 30 goals as a uh, defenseman, that isn't anything to sneeze at. Interesting. Now, one of our other listeners, Dan, asked you uh, top three hockey logos. Okay, so we'll put the bias aside. Um, I like Detroit. I like the old Nordiques one. Uh, I really like the uh, the original Panthers logo with the the cat on there. It looks like the Blackhawks are at least you know Ken and, and Dan both agreed the Blackhawks are number one. It's a classic logo, if nothing else, right? It's it's one of the all time logos amongst all 150, 160. If we start going to all the the defunct franchises yeah. as well. Uh, it's hard to beat. The Blackhawks probably have to be a top seven to ten logo of all time, regardless of sport. Probably. See, and that's where I was going to go was uh, defunct and an old logo. The Whalers, the Mighty Ducks of the '90s, with the uh, uh, triangle with the duck face. Cross. Well, yeah, it's okay. so well known too because of of Disney's power behind it. It's just kind of, you know. There's something really nice about the. Uh, the Canadians road jersey with the, just the logo on it, the real clean jersey. And same sure. with t- Toronto Maple Leafs. Those are classic jerseys. Those will never go out of style. Kind of like, kind of like the, uh, you know, like the Yankees or the Packers, right? I mean, they just, sure. they don't mess with the jersey. It's what it is. Well, uh, and, last week, oh, I was just going to say real quick before you move on, what's, what's, what's neat to your point, Tim, is you see the Dallas Cowboys and you know who they are. You don't have to be a fan of, you know what the Lakers are. You know the Knicks. You know you know the Raiders. You know the the Blackhawks. You know the Penguins. You know the Flyers. I'm sure are probably right there as well, where they're just universally known mm-hmm. by most. You know, at least most casual fans, if nothing else. I can't name all of the the hockey teams um, personally anymore. You know, at one time I used to be able to, but I'm going to be able to catch the top 15 or 18 of them, and you know, yeah. Uh, last week we had twenty twenty one upper deck series one drop. Um, what what other? I mean, we we did talk about a few young guns that uh, that we had a listener poll. But uh, who are some guys that uh, you you would look for when you're opening packs? Well, first of all, be very careful because when e pack comes out, a lot of these cards are going to take a dive because it's very easy to open an e pack, and if you don't want the player or the card, send it right to Comsi. It doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a few on here. Um, I Jake Odinger, he's a gigantic goaltender in Dallas. He's enormous. It'll take some time, but he could be the starter of the future there. Um, Connor Ingram in Nashville, similar thing. Goaltenders take longer. Uh, Joseph Wall, Toronto, same thing. I, I think Joseph Wall might play this year. Uh, you've got uh, Freddie Anderson. I think he's done. He looks done. Um, he might. He might look like he might be a serviceable goaltender, but you're not going to win the cup, and that's the goal in Toronto every year. Um, uh, there's a couple on here. Like, oh, I think Lafreniere. I, I believe. I'm pretty sure Lafreniere is going to be very, Lafreniere is going to be really good, and he was a, the uh, hands-on pick for number uh, the number one draft this number one draft pick this year. Um, some of these guys are from older, uh, previous drafts. Um, Nick Robertson, there's a ton of hype. The Toronto guys are really excited about him. His goal scorer, um, 
Peyton Krebs out of Vegas, he averaged a point per game in the, the WHL. Um, the one I'm really, I think, I, I want to be very careful here, uh, but I think Connor McMichael has a chance to be a generational player. Uh, he tore up the OHL last year. He had a better season than Nick Robertson uh, at the same age, and he's going to be playing with Nick Backstrom. So a goal scorer couldn't mm. ask for anything more than having Nick Backstrom there. And he's got Ovechkin and those guys there too, who are, you know, they know how to score goals. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be the burden's not going to be on, on him on day one. Uh, it's not going to be a situation. And Lafreniere is luck, lucky in that situation too, because he's not going to be the savior of the franchise. So you're not going to have the Alex Dag thing going on where you take this awesome hockey player and beat the love of the game out of him because he's the only guy there. So those are those are my picks. Pretty fair. Yeah, no, that's uh, no, that's good. I mean, that that's a that's a. I always like because again, in you know, it's one of those things like you're not a hundred percent sure, but it's like basketball and football, right? And with hockey, you have a little bit better of an idea how the the player should ultimately be able to perform because you know of where they were selected and they're going to be playing. We're on the team instantly. Where in baseball, it's you know years down the road. So, I would like that. Are there any veterans or anybody in the in the the veteran checklist that uh, that still command uh, some collectability? You might get a dollar or two for Sidney Crosby. I, I haven't gone to look to buy veteran base cards of this set. So if if the sneakerheads have made that expensive, I haven't. I'm not aware of it. Okay. Uh, no, it's always uh, always good there. We ha- we I want to know. Do you guys, do you have any unique ways of, of collecting? About when you go through and you know, like we all have a, a PC player, or we all you know. There's certain things like you know when I go through and um, like if I buy some baseball prospects, you know I, I tend to kind of go through the list and look for some some hitters or guys with some pop and try to get a couple of the first Bowman before they really you know Bowman comes before they really take off or. You know, in football, you know, quarterbacks, that kind of stuff. But do you have any unique ways you're collecting any hockey cards? Uh, well, I'm really concentrating on getting play, uh, getting insert sets from the 90s or cards from the 90s that I need. Uh, will need want to add to my collection. Uh, so we all know what Pavel Bory's career was. We all know what Brett Hall's career was. Uh, unless Wayne Gretzky robs a grocery store or something his card values are not going to change much and these have, cards have been around for 25 years some of them which is a little disturbing because i remember them when i was younger uh so i'll i'll go uh, every uh every night i'll go on com c and see if any new epics cards have shown up let's check the same thing on ebay um this is a, a, the where I live now, this is pretty, there's there's a couple of card shops, but they very rarely have single cards. Baseball Card Exchange is my local card shop, and uh, they're wax box kings. And so, you know, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want Elvis Presley delivering a pizza, right? That's true. Well, and, and you know, maybe. Well, may, maybe. Well, and I, I mean, at least with Gretzky. Um, if his time with the Coyotes didn't damage his collectability, uh, like you said, a short of a legal scandal, nothing will. 
Yeah. Great, great NHL players usually struggle as, as uh, coaches because Wayne Gretzky could go on the ice and just play and he knew what was going on innately. And then he's coaching players that don't have that, that uh, IQ. Right. Yeah. And so, and it's, it's, and in my law practice, it's easier to do than teach. Uh, mm-hmm. It would be doubly hard if you're Wayne Gretzky because you can't teach. Even if you teach them, oh, hey, this is what you do, they're still not going to be able to execute. So that's right. why, like, like Steve Eiserman had it right being the general manager because there he can just play uh, play God over there in, in Detroit and fleece everybody. Like if I were an NHL GM and Steve Eiserman comes up on my call ID, it's like, nope, that's <laughs> going to voicemail. No, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I mean, because you you hear the stories about Ted Williams when he was a manager of uh, in Washington. You know, he he could go out and, and he could do everything, but he just couldn't have them understand how he was able to do it because of his ability. And that's why I think too in the sports you see usually like in, in baseball, uh, backup catchers, uh, you know, utility guys. They end up, or or uh, make the the best managers or the pitching coaches is the guy that was like the middle reliever. Uh, that got shellacked all the time, but he ends up being a great pitching coach. Uh, or some of the hitters, like Hensley Newlands was was the Giants hitting coach for a long time, and it was like, he didn't have any kind of a career. Why is he such a good hitting, you know, ends up being a decent hitting coach. So, um, you know, it, it's just, it's very interesting there. Uh, you do, like, I think you said something about doing seven for seven or something to that effect. And Sure, every year, um, and up until a couple of years ago, it would actually get published, Um I do do what's called seven for month seven. So in July, I'll look and see, okay, what cards are undervalued or what players may be undervalued going in to the next season. Um, well, given that the Stanley Cup was awarded in September, we're basically in July, August now with the season supposed to start in January. So um, I'll look at things like... Uh, William Nylander's Young Guns Rookie 249. Uh, it's, it's you can get it for under twenty five dollars on Comsi. Uh, Mitch Marner is it's it, from the same set as seventy five dollars. Uh, now they both held out in Toronto uh, for reasons I don't understand. They've forgiven Marner, but they still seem pissed at Nylander. Uh, but Nylander was the best player on that team a lot last year, uh, so that one doesn't make sense. So either Marner cost is overpriced or Nylander is underpriced. Uh, probably a little bit of both. So whenever I see it at below 25, I'll pick it up. Um, I think it's some. I think at some point it's like okay. Uh, at this point, I've got 10 of these things, so I probably won't be picking any more of them up. Because what I'll do is, when I can flip it, then I can use the the uh, profit to buy other 90s hockey inserts. Um, Lundquist's Young Guns is at 25 to 30 bucks. That's that's stupid. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Carey Price is, is at 125. Uh, I'd say Lundquist has had a better career here. Um, I'm going to be picking on Jack Eichel a lot in this, and that's not because I think he's a bad player, but uh, you had a guy, a gentleman on about a month or two ago, the guy who runs Leaf, and he was. Yeah, he was crazy on Eichel, and I'm like, I don't get this. Um, so Dylan Larkin uh, on Detroit, uh, he, his, he get his Young Guns card under 15. Now, last year he had a terrible season, but he was on Detroit. Everyone had a terrible season. They were 
throwing it. Uh, but if the the age twenty two season for Eichel and Larkin are really close to each other, uh, and all I ever hear from Eichel is when he's complaining, and Dylan Larkin looks like captain captain material. So how is Larkin under fifteen and Eichel at one twenty five? Uh, that that doesn't add up. I, I know that Eichel was supposed to be the, the should uh, they said oh Eichel would go first overall in any other draft that didn't have Connor McDavid, but so what? Uh, and they're wrong. But um, this is probably home cooking a little bit. Travis Konechny under six dollars. That's dumb. Uh, Bavillier up in Long, uh, on the Islanders sells for $8 plus all day long. And Konechny had 37 assists. Bavillier had only 39 points last season, so I don't get that one. Uh, also, Konechny's a pain-in-the-neck player to play. He's the kind of guy Flyers fans love, so I think that one's a jump. Uh, Marion Hosas, this is going a retired guy. He's a Hall of Famer. Donruss preferred Marion Hosa. It's a silver card. It's like a little bit like the 93 SP Jeter. Uh, not quite as condition sensitive, but same similar kind of thing. You can have that raw for $25. There cannot possibly be more of those around than this, this Lafreniere's young gun. And Lafreniere's chance of matching Hosta's career isn't all that high. So that one I don't get. Um, Depends if he develops a jersey allergy. Mm. Yeah. Um, the uh, I was a little bit more bullish on Zach Fakale when I made this list. Uh, Montreal signed Jake Allen to back up Carey Price, but Fakale's still the heir apparent to him. And you can have his young guy for $2. That's, uh, the guy's 25, but goaltenders take longer. Hashik didn't have his first big season until he was almost 30, so... Uh, and the one that's ridiculously cheap right now, and uh, full disclosure, I have like 50 of these already because I kept buying them when I saw them so cheap. So take that with for what it's worth. How is Mackenzie Blackwood's young gun card under $6? I, had, I he was nine. Oh, sorry. Uh, Blackwood's safe percentage was 916 last year on New Jersey. So he ought to get bonus points because New Jersey was awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not wrong. And, and Carter Hart was at nine fifteen, and he's. I don't think, I don't think their fans are realizing yet what's going on here. These these two guys are going to be the best goaltenders of the league in two years, and they're probably going to be doing it for the next ten years. So, yeah, you, know, you don't want to be looking back and saying, "Oh, I could have got caught the." Uh, the Blackwood Young Gun for six dollars. Any more than any of us like to look back and see what we sold our trout update rookie cards for so if if uh, if somebody offered me a uh, dylan larkin young gun for 15 dollars, is that is that a, is that something where it's not a bad deal no it's not a bad deal future captain on the, on the red wings the red wings will be good steve eiserman made the lightning incredible he's going to do the same thing in detroit all right well, good deal. I just, uh, yeah, I was listening to you and I was typing in a couple of names here and uh, adding a few cards because, like, I don't, I, 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 I want to learn hockey and so I'm trying to, you know, to do that. So, um, you know, 
it's it's fun it's fun to have somebody else kind of give you some ideas so you can kind of start to get an idea of how to look for for players as well uh we have a kind of a, a unique question um that talks about a card that this week uh dub and tally tweeted out earlier today but we, we've talked about a little bit before between the three of us uh the gabe spire is a rookie pitcher for the, the royals has a card in uh 2020 tops update uh but there's a giant vikings logo uh kind of semi blurred out in the background and i know this is probably uh more of a Paul Lesko question, but wanted to see what your opinion was on uh, this card. And, uh, you know, if, if a Panini could get their panties in a bunch and uh, say, hey, Tops, what are you doing here? Well, it's really hard to tell that that's a Vikings logo. Someone had to tell me that was a Vikings logo. <laughs> um, it's fans are holding out a Vikings logo at a Kansas City Royals game, so I have some questions. Well, um, this is the uncropped version, and it's at Target Field. Oh, okay. So that's their, they have the sport. Okay. Well, good. I I the I've got less questions about Royals fans now. Um, well, thank you. I, again, again, this is definitely Paul Lesko territory, but you know, Elihu Root said. 50% of the job of a good attorney is to tell their client they're a fool and should stop. This is dumb. It's like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? But we'll see what Panini does. Yeah, it's it's definitely a Paul Lesko card to own because of, of his collecting style and wanting errors or cards that are associated with lawsuits. You know, it's a neat card. Um, probably the, the only real Royals card that Steph might want. Um you know, in his PC, but it also is one of those things that's blurry. So how blurry is too blurry? How blurry do we have to get before we go, you know, that cut, cut it out, man. This world is, and Paul hates when I use the word frivolous because I use it as a layperson, And he's like, half the time you use that word, you don't know what you mean. And I'm like, it's just frivolous. It's not necessary. So just yeah, as a lawyer, you don't want to have something said fr called that you've done something frivolously. Judges really don't like that, and uh, sure. So, I get a burr in my saddle when someone tells me that they think something I did was frivolous in court. So I get why Paul Paul probably has the same feeling. Uh, no, this this is yeah, this is a who cares thing. Yeah, we, we, we wants we, to sue about it. Paul's gonna be happy, but I don't think anyone else will. I, I actually told told Paul one time I was like I use the word frivolous the same way a lot of people in this hobby use the word investing because you don't know what the proper terminology might be. And so you're just using kind of a generic catch-all bucket. Yeah, uh, sure. Kind of like we all know that Band-Aid is a brand name. And we use it, you know, we use Kleenex. We use Pepto-Bismol. There are other brands on the market. But it's awesome. a, you know, but we know, we know hey, go, I, I, go to the store and get me some Pepto-Bismol. That you doesn't mean, yeah, yeah, don't. Doesn't mean come home with the most expensive Pepto Bismol brand. If it's if it's six bucks and you can get the Walmart brand for two dollars, it'll make my tummy feel good. Um, you know, give me a Kleenex. It just means I need a tissue. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. Frivolous is yeah, but th th to me this is it's not necessary. Just cut it out, man. If you really need to go to court and get lawyers involved because there's a Vikings logo in the back, you probably sh should do something like you know, get us some checklists. Uh, get us some better looking products. Be a little more creative. Don't don't piss out the same product year after year. 
and tell us collect it because it's this year's. Yeah, we- I I would bet they didn't even realize this. Like, because why would tops do that? Why would it's, tops deliberately? I I do don't that? know. They 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 put Matt Chapman on the Sean Murphy card because it was a right-handed guy for the Oakland A's. <laughs> They had no idea. Probably whoever whoever chose that picture probably had no idea that Matt Chapman and Sean Murphy are two separate individuals. Yeah. But anyway, there, there's a Sean Murphy update card with Matt Chapman on it, nonetheless. Uh, James, you want to hang out with us the rest of the show? Sure. All right. Awesome. Well, let's get into it. The week that was last week's releases: Tops Living Week 141, uh, card 364. Callers: Carlos Carrasco, pitcher of the Cleveland Indians, and card 365. Devin Williams, rookie. Of the year for the National League pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, no updates from Tops on cards sold, but uh, there they are. Um, you know, outstanding. We also had 2021 Upper Duck Hockey Series 1 and 1920 Panini Immaculate Basketball. Hot off the presses this week's new releases Tops Living Week 142. Only one card this week. Card 366, Tony Oliva, outfielder, Minnesota Twins. I know Steph was excited when Tony O got his card today. I sure. like the fact that um, you really can't see here on the picture, but his little gold tooth shows. Uh, if you look real closely uh, at the right side of his mouth, he has, he has, he has a little gold tooth. It's uh, a good-looking card, though. Tonio was a big-time stud for the Twins uh, sure. early on. If, before his knees gave out, he was a pretty good uh, slap-high average hitter. So, Yeah. So that one I should think be. He, he was actually the uh, first first player to come out and lead the league in hitting both of his two years in the league, uh, a full full years anyway. Yeah, she should probably do pretty well. I think a couple, maybe, uh, a thousand or two thousand or so, right? At least, right? A couple thousand. Career three hundred hitter, almost two thousand hits. Yeah. Yeah. We also had 2020 Tops Chrome Black Baseball uh, drop today. $250 a box. The pre-order price, uh, something new I think we're going to add to the show this week. Uh, the pre-order price of that box is around $60. It's a one-pack product. Uh, you're going to get four cards per pack. One autograph, one refractor. It's a 100-card base set. The first year for the release. It's not a spinoff of Chrome. It's a new product with a new design. Uh, the black backdrop and overall dark elements with Chrome and a matte finish. Uh, Tops uh, Chrome Black autographs feature a mix of veterans, rookies, and retired players. There are 90 signers of those. The young players are included in superstars or uh, super future stars autographs, and those are numbered out of 99. I've seen a lot of people say that uh, it was still available. It's been everywhere. It hasn't really sold out. And I, and it's four cards for 250 bucks. That's pretty rough. Yeah. I know you're guaranteed an autograph, but there's 90 signers, and I guarantee you at least a quarter of those signers are going to, you know, not get you back a quarter of what the box costs. Pedal Marte, JT Real Muto. Joe Maurer. Uh, you know. 40 bucks there. Domingo Leyva. Yeah, you might get the, you know. It, so when a, product, when a product is, is pre-sold at 60 bucks, you got to think with that, and that's a, that's a wholesale price, but you know, so your shop maybe put it out for eighty, you know, maybe ninety bucks. Okay, sure. but when it's two fifty, like if this is a ninety dollar product, I think more people are on it than when it's at a two hundred and fifty dollar price point. My, my my question for for you know this is rhetorical. Uh, how do you get your money back? Remember when we saw Chronicles Blasters selling for sixty seventy bucks, 
and it you know it, it's got a a negative return value of 50 to 70 percent you know and that's just my spitballing just from what i've seen over the years you you, you spend 20 bucks at retail 22 dollars, you know roughly post tax and right off the bat when you open it up you're going to get about seven to ten dollars out of it that's it so what are you going to happen it's not like it magically triples in in value what you're pulling out of it because you paid sixty dollars on facebook or ebay same thing here you're, you're getting a handful of cards the auto checklist is weak i saw a few of the autos that came out of it today and it's just like if if that it, it let me say this it's a beautiful product the autos looked great but now if we're just talking about you know what you're paying versus what you're getting i mean i don't care if you're collecting this or you're speculating you're buying this to to to, to rip and flip you still want to feel like you got your your money out of it right you know mm -hmm. if it if i open up a few packs of of hockey since we were just talking about it and i pull a young guns and i, I got three random packs at the lcs i feel like i got my money because i got a sought after card even if it's a, a player on that checklist that's not as desirable. I, I got a, a chase card, something that, that everybody's opening and, and searching for. Uh, and, and this is just like, all right, your autos are, are really going to drive whether or not you can get your money back. It's going to drive your IRR. And I'm sorry, but that checklist sucks. It barely is okay at 60 bucks, let alone 4X over that. And it's like, come on. Well, and I mean, at least on retail, I, I know several people have commented, uh, and someone's actually breaking a hobby box in chat, but uh, I, I broke four hanger packs of Series 1. I pulled two young guns, two guys I don't remember who, um, and one uh, canvas card. So three chase cards for three, uh, four random packs. And, but, and you feel like you got your money out of it, right? Yeah. Whether, you, whether they ever see the light of day outside of your house... And, and that's how we want to feel. It's like, you know, we've said this before. If you buy a $100 box, you have to put about $50 worth of value in the opening. You know, James mentioned his daughters, and, and I know he used to collect, you know, with them, you know, quite a bit. And they were an active part of his his collecting. And it's like, all right, we go to a movie, you know, sitting there with your your family or your, your spouse or whomever. You're on a date, popcorn, sharing a soda. That's That's part of it, even if the movie sucks. You know, it's it, it's that that experience has to be wrapped up in about half of it. But at the end of the day, I don't want to open up a box and go. I got nothing. I don't feel like I, 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 I feel like I could put this hundred dollar bill right in, you know, a, a shredder and get just as much enjoyment. Now I got a stack of nonsense I don't need. I don't want. I'm not expecting to get my hundred dollars back. But come on, forty bucks, fifty bucks. That's fair because on the next box you might get two hundred out of it. You might pull that sought after card that is, you know, I got to sell this because I can get my money back and then some and add other pieces to my PC. Yep. It's yeah, going to take a very... product like this to, to it's gonna take, uh, first, I don't know why this product exists. It's, why? It's, yeah. Why? But it's going to take something like this that is, it's, I thought Top Series 2 would do it. Uh, it's going to take something this bad. And this, you're right, this isn't that bad at $90. I still think it's bad at $90 looking at this checklist. I, I go through this, there's maybe, maybe eight autographs here that will get you your $250 back. So I, uh, this is definitely aimed at the, the breakers. Uh, this, 
which what is it nowadays? Yeah, which yeah, most most yeah most of the products released nowadays are are geared toward breakers. And the fact that that you know, and I point out a couple things that that leads that. If you look at Bowman Draft the last couple of years, they have the jumbo box and they have the super jumbo. Uh, last year's jump super jumbo pack is is basically it's two two fat packs put together. One mm-hmm. half is all the base cards. The other pack is all the chromes, parallels, and autographs. Mm-hmm. So literally, the breakers don't even have to open half the pack because it's just base card, paper cards that you know that they deem uh, not worthy of their time. And the fact that even tops would think to do that tells you that they're gearing toward this. Bowman Chrome Black should be a case hit insert, and in Bowman, or I'm sorry, Tops Chrome Black should be a case hit, or you know. Two case hits in every in, in Bowman in, in, in regular tops chrome, like sure. That so it would be so if you hit a black one like oh yeah this means something oh good yeah. lord look at this. So to James's don't point, serial number it. Don't do anything. Just know if you hit a black one, it's like this a Bowman chrome black. It's a case hit. Yeah, it's out of out of twenty five or something like that. We, we we know what the print run is based on the pool. Yeah, you, you, know, you don't even have like yes, yeah, don't number the cards because you remember back in the day you would you would have like when Fleer did the the rookie sensations right or mm-hmm. you would have there would be um, the uh, black all star cards that they would have they weren't in every pack and when you hit one especially if you're going through it in those in ninety one Fleer and you see that you know the provisions right and it's like right oh there's something special out of the ordinary in this pack I think. That would be the best way to continue if they want to do this. Um, we also have, we'll move on here. We also had 2020 Panini Impeccable Football drop today, $1,000 a box. Uh, pre order price on that was around $405. Uh, you're going to get one pack, eight cards per pack, uh, five autographs, three base cards, indoor parallels. It's a 171 card set. The Elegance Rookie Helmets and Patch Autographs are back. Uh, so you're going to get a big hunk of helmets. Uh, hard sig- on-card signatures for most of the autographs in the set. Notable games and performances make up the theme for impeccable victory autographs, and those are numbered to 49 or less. There's also first ballot signatures numbered out of 25 or less, and they have checklist of Hall of Famers that were made on their first opportunity into the Hall of Fame. Master Strokes, numbered out of 25 or less, has autographs from all of the time greats with a colorful backdrop, which I, I thought were cool. Uh, also this year, they have some new signature themes, impeccable nicknames, which uh, uses the player's nickname in the card, and then Super Bowl champion signatures as well. Uh, plus, you're going to get the silver and gold inserts with one ounce uh, pieces of silver and a half ounce piece of gold in them. They, uh, they're combining the land one per case. There are the silver Hall of Famers, a silver NFL shield, a silver Super Bowl, and then a gold NFL shield. And you see the Joe Burrow. Which I think is pretty cool, uh, putting a little, uh, you know, a little precious metal into uh, to a set, which is, is pretty nice. But again, a thousand dollars a box, eight cards. Sign me up. You're, you're breaking me. a case tomorrow, right? Right. Yeah. Two. Uh, we also have 2020 Panini uh, rookies and stars. Now this comes out on the 30th, which I believe is what Monday. Yeah. So mm. we wanted to talk about it today. Um, it. Pre-order price is two hundred seventy-five. Two hundred seventy-five dollars a box for rookies and stars. Pre-order price was around eighty-five. Just to give you an idea, rookies and stars is usually what one twenty-five. Uh, you're getting a 
two autographs, two mem cards, five parallels, and twelve rookies uh, in this product. Well, uh, so, and, and I didn't read whether we're addressing it, but uh, with his injury, you got to wonder if the football products the rest of the year tank. Oh, with Joe Burrow, yeah, getting Burrow hurt. losing ACL, MCL. Yeah, but Her Herbert's having a nice year, so sure. th th there's probably enough. And, and, and Burrow's going to bounce back, and quarterbacks, quarterbacks tend to hold their value more or less year over year. So I think if you pull a Burrow, I mean, you're going to want to sit on it if, if that's your thing. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I guess it's a 200 scenario. He turns into Teddy Bridgewater. Don't say don't don't curse him like that. It's a two hundred card base set with a hundred rookies, a hundred vets. The you know the name. They also have the rookie longevity signatures, and they're upgraded. They're basically an upgraded base card with an autograph. Uh, there's no more than 20, 125 copies of any one of those autographs. Dress for success is then numbered out of ninety nine. Those are autograph memorabilia rookie cards. Vets uh, get a focal point and statistic standout signatures. There are team duels that pair up swatches from a rookie and a veteran. Stellar Rookies is a limited checklist with just 10 players, and there's a great American Heroes that spotlights players who've done great things on and off the field uh, in that release. Uh, the last re release for the week is 1920 Panini one-on-one -on -one basketball, $600 a box. The pre-order price is around $125. One pack per box, two cards per pack, so each card's worth $300. Uh, one autograph, and you're going to get one insert parallel or base card. That's a 180-card set. Uh, it's going to have uh, the 1920 rookie class autographs in there. Rookie jersey autographs feature a solid size swatch and a variety of parallels that bring patches and tags. Veterans and retired stars make up the dual jersey autograph checklist with on-card signatures. Uh, there's first-team signatures. That's a 40-card checklist with players that have been on the NBA all-first team. And those have on-card autographs, which I like. There are a lot of on-card autographs in this product. I, I would hope so for the price point. Mm -hmm. uh, timeless moments is photography is the focal point, which is really nice to see a Dame Lillard one there. And those have on-card autos. And then the popular downtown jumps to one-on-one -on -one basketball and has 25 past and present stars on mm -hmm. that very popular insert. And, uh, and those are, at least in hand, those are super sharp. Yes. And yeah, sure, they're going to be short printed, but they're nice. Uh, so check out Ryan Cracknell's articles on Beckett.com slash news for more details on these releases. We'll hop into what's brewing next week's releases. 1920 Upper, De Upper Deck Chronology Hockey Volume 2. 2020 Panini Prism Draft Picks Collegiate Baseball. 2020 Panini Prism Hobby Football. Good Lord, that's going to... Oh, Lordy. 2020 Tops Allen and Ginter Chrome. And 2020 Panini Flawless Baseball. Speaking of other products that don't need to come out, presents Allen and Ginter Chrome, followed by Stadium Club Chrome. And what's weird is Stadium Club Chrome is an instant parallel in Stadium Club. Heyo! Uh, infield Chatter Hobby Talk section, part of the show. Uh, 2021 Tops All-Star Rookie Cup team was named. Congratulations, players from each player will have a series, uh, a 2021 Series 1 or 2 card featuring the Rookie Cup trophy. The first time this was done was in 1959 with the great Willie McCovey at first base. This year's team includes catcher Sean Murphy of the Oakland Athletics. First baseman Jared Walsh of the uh, Anaheim, or the, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Angels. Second base is Jake Cronenworth uh, for the Padres. Alec Baum is at third base from the Phillies. 
Willie Castro's the shortstop, and I think he's on the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, outfield is Luis Robert, Kyle Lewis, and Ryan Manca- Mountcastle. Uh, your right-handed pitcher is Tony uh, Gosselin, and your left-handed pitcher is Wang Young Kim, and your relief pitcher is Devin Williams, the rookie of the year in the National League. So Kyle Lewis in the American League, Williams in the National. So those guys will have the rookie cup cards. As a kid, that was always a fun card to get because you knew like that was a standout rookie. But a lot of the time, some of these guys on this list, you know, don't have the staying power as others, and I can already tell if you guys on there probably will be the same. Yeah, I'd love to see someone throw together an all-time rookie cup list uh, just, just so we can compare who the worst and best ofs are. And, and there were some uh, years where they didn't have them. Steph can't pull that out of his ass. Just because, I mean, I mean, I probably could. I do have like, a lot of that stuff. My question is, is, is 1986 didn't have them. You know, they didn't have them like in the the early '80s until they brought it back in '87. So, like, what what ha- what happened? So, so from a reporter in the field, my two young guns were Reed Duke, who was the official first uh, Vegas Golden Knight, uh, ex Wild prospect, and Kirilenko Ustamenko. Ustamenko. Okay. Okay. Uh. Reed Duke, uh, I don't know anything about him. Uh, yeah, I think he's already been waived by Golden Knights. Ustamenko, uh, another goaltending prospect, mm-hmm. uh, really doing well out in Europe. Uh, Flyers really high on him, but we have a goaltender, so I don't know where he goes. But if he's good enough, he'll go somewhere. So question, Carter Hart, legit guy? Yeah. Outstanding. Good, good to know. He was the first young gun I ever pulled out of a pack, so I felt pretty good well, about you that. You had Top- a good start then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tops of the class. Uh, 2020 Tops Tops of the class uh, baseball provided the young collectors in your household with yet another reason to strive for good grades. Uh, issue the supplies last students uh, earn one free pack of 2020 Tops cla- uh, Top of the class by bringing their uh, latest report card into a local card show shop. It's a 100-card set uh, with MLB rookies and uh, stars. And unlike la- past years, the design is unique this year to the promo. It's uh, got kind of a notebook. Bowman-y. It's like take, you put uh, like a Bowman card, and then you paste it on your notebook paper, which is what it looks like because there's like little pieces of, uh, of, of, of masking tape, not painter's tape, not scotch tape, not packing <laughs> tape, masking tape. Uh, and that's all the tape talk that we're going to have tonight. Um, there is also uh, a foil version of it, which is a 25 card set with some legends, and those are numbered out of 299. Uh, you know, they've had this in like the last couple of years. You know, there's a lot of big names on this list. Uh, my question, you know, we talked about this earlier on the pre show. Yeah, it, it these cards are popping on eBay, so who's the ones posting? Maybe his dad taking Johnny down and saying, Hey, get these cards, and they give them to me, I'm gonna put them online. And, you know, there, I mean, there are kids that probably sell, uh, you know, online, but it's, there's quite a few cards and, you know, I like it cause I can go get my Buster Posey card number 99 this year. And there's George Brett and, uh, he's in the foil, foil uh, release. So hopefully I'll be able to find one of his, but, uh, I, I guess it's, it's just trying to get kids to go into a hobby shop. Sure. Maybe they don't care. And their dad wants the, or their mom wants the cards. 
whatever. Really? No, it's awesome to get them in the, the shop, but it's ridiculous when you see, you know, a seller that's got, you know, or had the entire, you know, 100 card checklist listed, you know, on a pick them eBay listing. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, obviously you didn't didn't play by the rules of, of the intent of the program. You know, it's like you're either a card shop owner or you bought them from a card shop or whatever. It's just it's ridiculous, man. It's a great idea conceptually. And then just like anything, the execution gets shot because of, of how it gets rolled out. There are card shops that are still in parts of this country that are shut down. So this might literally be some some hobby shop just selling these cards. So I'm not I think a little grace in this one this year at least is all right. I can respect that opinion. I I, I guess I hadn't thought of that when I was on eBay earlier because I, I saw a McGuire pop and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I need it, so let me buy it and let me go chase a checklist. Um, but yeah, I, I guess yeah. I personally, I'll, I'll stand alone on this opinion. I'm jaded from years past. I can respect that if that's your your. That's my only source of revenue at the moment, but. It, it uh, is a reflection of years past. It, it, that's why I jumped immediately to that opinion. I, I try. I try to assume that everybody's awesome till they prove otherwise. But there's plenty of people in this hobby that have proved otherwise. But can we just uh, like this is a great design. I'm looking at uh, after I, the leaf stuff. Then that other the other the thousand dollar packs, which it looks like they were barfing on a card. Uh, this is like take the tape away. This is that's a that would have been a great flagship design. It's a really nice looking card. It is. When I saw when I saw the Maguire, I was like, I, at first I thought it, because I hadn't yet heard of the tops of the class, I thought it was an ACO because I've seen quite a few of those pop up recently, and then I realized it was an actual tops release, and I was like, all right, I got to grab it. But I was like, that's a slick looking card. I mean, they they are good looking cards. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it actually just to, to give you an idea that the the that paper and the tape is not part of the card. It's the actual card you see where the tape is. Okay. So I, I just, just pulled their it. advertising. Yeah, it's just their advertising. Oh, okay. I just I pulled it up. So uh, no, and hey, you know what? Uh, like I said, you know, at least they're trying to to maybe get something out there. Maybe it's not executed the right way, but you know, it it is what it is. And hey, if they're out there and you can find your guy, you know, go ahead and buy them. There's there's the chipper. Fancy looking card. Yeah. Um, no, I, I looked it up. This started, I guess, last year. I wanted. Uh, I was, for some reason, thinking it started in 2018, 2017. But uh, I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was you know 2018. But uh, yeah, but uh, no, it's it's a good program and way to go. Uh, to be 19. Personally, uh, I vaguely remember this in the 90s. There was like a minor league set that advertised this, um, or did some very similar name. Um, but uh, it got me into the shop. With a couple of report cards. Uh, finally, Bowman Platinum's checklist popped. Ben's been uh, yelling and hollering and screaming for it. Only took 17 days or so since the initial uh, release quote with release date uh, is out there. Uh, you said it was a hundred card base set, Ben. It, 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 it's a hundred card base set, and then there's also the top prospects, was which is an additional hundred and hundred and two cards. <laughs> um, the top hundred look like they are regular printed. Uh, Dominguez is 101 and Pawson is 102. I've only seen, uh, I, I had only seen for Pawson gold out of 50 and uh, I think it's like purple or something out of 25. So I thought it was short printed. I went and looked at Dominguez and I could only find those as well for him. Um, 
Ryan Cracknell helped me out and found a Pawson base on a pick your uh, card listing on eBay um, where it appeared that the Pawson was a base, but I'm not 100% certain of that because of the picture. It was tough to tell. Uh, so it's quite possible if you're chasing uh, either Dominguez or Pawson uh, at cards 101, 102, uh, it's quite possible that they are short printed and numbered 50 or less with a couple of different parallels to, to choose from. Um, but again, we can't confirm that yet because we just haven't seen anything as of this afternoon Pacific time when I last looked. I, I couldn't find anything currently listed anywhere or in the sold listings outside of the ones I had mentioned. Oh, and by the way, is this just not the ugliest set ever? It looks nicer in person. It, it The uh, chartreuse uh, parallels are, are, are decent. It, it's not a... It's what it is, man. What's what you expect out of retail? It reminds me of like a late 90s Fleer Mystique, I want to say, maybe. Just one of those like foil boardy base cards. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, 20, speaking of Bowman, so 2020 Bowman Draft First Edition, we talked about this last week, is available through the top website, one of their uh, 6,000 online releases this year. At uh, Scotty underscore Ballgame tweeted out, yikes. Who else ordered 24 packs hoping to be sent a sealed box? Like Tops did Bowman first edition earlier this year. I know I did. Um, these There were 24 uh, packs sent uh, wrapped in bubble wrap. Uh, but there are also pictures out there of people that did receive full boxes. So the question comes down to, did they purchase 12 and then go back and buy a second 12 and another? What I don't know. But more than I've seen more than one person say that they ordered 24 packs. Uh, and receive them loose and not in a sealed box. Uh, other people here, uh, JP, uh, showing the stuff shown here as his two boxes sealed. But real quick, guys, like, again, we talked about Bowman draft from last year in the jumbo and the, being on the, the super jumbo and the paper being on one side, and no one cares about it. This is all paper. Just with a little stamp that says first edition on it. It's all paper. What? If you don't care about it when it's in the regular pack, why would you care if it has this little stamp on it? Online exclusive. That that's again, you're you're you've seen those memes on Facebook, I'm sure, where it's you know, I, it, it's the the picture of Drake where he's you know saying no, and then he's like you know, hey, yeah, it's like something's ninety nine ninety nine, no, it's a hundred and and twenty nine ninety nine on sale for ninety nine ninety nine. There it is. I'm buying it now. It, it, it's that perception that I need this because of, you know, FOMO, right? If I stamp it, you have to have it because what's the difference? You know? It's a 10-card pack, right? I think so, I yeah. So. Okay, so people spent $16 approximately after tax. So they paid a dollar sixty per card for paper because it has a first edition stamp. Yeah, that's a hard pass for me. I bought I bought my Royals team set from Bowman, which included a Bobby Witt, I think, for like eight dollars, and that included them shipping it to me. <laughs> I, I just waited and yeah. until the time was right, and I, you know, at the end of the day, I was kind of like, I, I, it's still sitting in a box. I didn't put it in a buy. I was like, I don't know what to do with it because it's kind of its own little thing. It's the first time they've done this, in, in I don't know how long, uh, and it's just kind of like whatever. I, this year, I feel like more. We, we've talked about this, the the gluttony that they've given us of online releases. I think that they were cool 
when it was maybe three or four a year that you got this cool online exclusive mm-hmm. release. It, it made it something neat, and now it's like, okay, God, you've amped this up, so now not only do we have the 35-plus the releases coming out through our hobby stores and our retail partners, but now you're selling another 10 or 12 or whatever it is, 15. I'm going to go through it. Or the end of the year, I'm going to have a list of all the online stuff they've released. But you're putting all this stuff online. As, so you're up to 50 releases now? Like, yeah, uh, uh, a month ago, we had Halloween, right? And as a kid, that that's magical. I can go to the door and get free candy. And, and as an adult, it loses its luster because we could go to the store every day and buy that same candy. It's no... It's not, there's no unique uniqueness to it anymore. It's just, you know, we've used this word so many times that they've bastardized their own products time and time again, and not just, you know, multiple parallels within a a product. You know, what it's, it gets to the point where you look at it. This is the first year I've went into three team set binders in a pandemic in a year where you would assume that stuff would be, be pulled back. And it just made so much of it. Have I bought more? Maybe potentially more Donruss team sets and stuff early on. So maybe some of that's my own fault. But that just also speaks to the fact in the years past, I haven't. Yeah. Right. And so it's like they're just making so much of this stuff to the point where at what point do we look at it and go enough is enough? You know? Well, no. And, and, I, and, I, and I proved this point when I was starting to get my binders together for my Brett collection finally. Uh, I have one two-inch binder. I'm sorry. Yeah, a two-inch binder for Brett's playing years from 75 until I gave it to 95 because he had a few cards there straggle out 94 and 95, sure. even though his last year was 93. Um, he, I have three three-inch binders from 99 through now uh, with pages for his cards. Buster Posey, who's only been playing the league's has cards since 08 to now, 12 years. Uh, I have four three-inch binders for him. Now imagine so, someone that made a debut this year or last year. What they're oh, gonna yeah. have. And, and it's it's crazy. I just just the amount and trust me, I love I love you know I love collecting my guys' cards, but at some point it's just like there's so much, and then you forget about stuff or something comes out and it's like, wait, wh- huh, when did that drop? Like the you the the tops UK thing. Right, yeah, but you know, I know that wasn't that wasn't targeted to, to us um, here. Well, States, I mean, but so still- look, look, look at this. So th- this is Trading Card DB's 2020 page, right? Major releases. Now, mind you, this isn't just tops. There's also Donruss and uh, Leap, I guess, and Panini and everything else. But so scroll down. I mean, that's probably a good 50 entries, right? Maybe a little more. Um, here's the online release section on demand that's just the on demand that matches what the major brands have released yeah but here's the other thing too steph is that just baseball yeah this is yes this is just the baseball section so god forbid if you want to collect basketball or football or hockey or you know now now soccer and nascar and wnba and wwe and some of these other stuff are getting, you know, popular as well, you know, Pokemon and Garbage Pail Kids and, you know, they've got presidential Tops Now cards. And, you know, if you want to go outside of just one single sport, I mean, I'm literally telling you how difficult it is every week that you listen to this 
as a team collector, where I'm collecting one team in one sport. But you know what? I'm a fan of other teams and other sports as well. And I like collecting. I, you know, I had mentioned this a while back. I used to have a Lou Gehrig PC and a Eddie Matthews PC and a Babe Ruth PC and a Mantle PC when, when he was licensed with Tops. And, um, you know, once in a while collect a Ty Cobb or Honus Wagner. And we're talking about, you know, insert type stuff. But now all this stuff is super short printed. So even if I wanted to continue those PCs, I, I would need all three of your paychecks also in order to be able to collect it all. That's ridiculous, man. That probably wouldn't even be enough to be real, but you know, I, I, you, when you did the what's brewing, you mentioned 1920 upper deck chronology hockey. I didn't even know that was coming out. Uh, every year when Ginter comes out and gypsy queen comes out, somebody grouses, well, there's not baseball cards in there. It's not all baseball cards. Like, well, you know what? If you don't like it, skip it. You don't have to do, you don't have to collect all of it. You can't collect all of it. Uh, I, 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 I I understand where you're at, Ben. I get it, but at some point, if if let's just say it's an even 100, that's 100 team sets. Before we talk about parallels, sure. So if you try for the par- oh, if you try for all the parallels under uh, numbered of over 100, was that what you were doing? Something like that? No, I, I with parallel sets, I usually go with whatever the first most common is. Okay. With flagship, I'll go three or four deep. Um, Don Russ and Gypsy Queen, I went deeper this year because those happened right as the pandemic hit. So okay. for a six-week window, that's literally all we had to collect in baseball. But, so if you're doing it like that, you're collecting at least 200 team sets this year. Yeah, yeah that's nuts. Yeah, you know, it, it, but see, then when you see stuff like Bowman, uh, Bowman X and everything's numbered out of 31, super easy to say no to, you know, just because collecting five cards, even at 20 bucks a pop, that's a hundred dollar bill on something, you know, and, and a lot of these are just regurgitated and recycled crap. Yeah. Like, like Tim was saying, it's paper that yeah. nobody wanted six months ago, but now it's Bowman draft. Oh, and it's coming out a month early and it's going to have players that weren't included on a previous checklist. And it's going to have this little stamp that, okay, well, then, then go collect buybacks and go collect archive signature <laughs> series and go collect all that other shit where you have some stamp that says this one is special. Yeah. Cool. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to go buy myself a 7-Eleven and instead of charging you guys $1.39 for your IC, I'm going to put a stamp on the cup on the outside that says this one's different than the last one. Now I'm charging you guys an $8 premium and I'm going to be the 7-Eleven team. Yeah. It's uh, like we're not that stupid outside of the hobby. Why are we that stupid inside the hobby? Well, you can't be. Uh, speaking of special, or the great Seth McFarlane has some autographs in 2020's Rittenhouse Orville Archives autograph uh, edition. And they're at, not actually uh, signatures. The actor and creator of the show used an auto pin on his cards, uh, which were the main attraction of the product. Uh, November 19th, Rittenhouse's Stephen Chardoff uh, confirmed in a, in a news statement on the company's message board, it has come to my attention that Orville Archives autograph card edition includes cards signed by Seth MacFarlane with an auto pen. We regret not catching this before the packs were shipped out, and we completely understand the concerns that customers have with cards signed in this way. We are working on a solution to get situation and uh, to the situation and expect to have more guidance and direction for you shortly. We appreciate you for understanding and patience. At this point, holding on to the cards. Uh, 
in waiting and seeing is what Rittenhouse's solution for the issue is. Uh, it's the easiest option for those impacted. Rittenhouse's solution will not yet be known, but they're working on it. McFarland's autograph was inserted in every other pack with a 300, 300 pack run. Uh, that suggests there are 150 copies of the card with autographs. So, right, interesting. It's worth noting that he signed last year, but not this year. Yeah, and how really 150? You, 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 yeah. Come on, Stewie. So what, what, J James? I know you can't answer this question directly. But you're going to ask it anyway. We are. Go ahead. We're, we're, <laughs> earlier, you said you were going to give us the thirty thousand foot view. So we don't know what the contract between Rittenhouse and and Seth McFarland is. So we can't speak directly to the contract. And and of course, if it said you have to sign it versus you have to sign it live, I, I mean, there's a lot of room there for interpretation. He signed mm -hmm. it technically. Um, how does Rittenhouse go back to somebody who a doesn't need the money, and b probably I mean yeah it promotes his product of course you know, his, his his television show. How would you look at this not knowing all the details? I mean, well, first of all, Seth MacFarlane's one of the smartest guys in Hollywood, so I have a hard time believing that he didn't realize that an auto pen wasn't good in this. But let's just assume that he turned his brain off and did this. Uh, as as of a general counsel of, of who is this? Uh, Rittenhouse. Produces Rittenhouse. I call his agent and say, hey, look, these, this is supposed to be signed with his hands, not with a computer. We're going to we're gonna send you these cards to, fulfill, uh, to ask you to fulfill the contract. And if you don't, we're going to let your client, uh, we're going to let the people who got this card know exactly why. Twitter's pretty, pretty big. Yeah, this is not something, uh, I don't know what they paid him per autograph. Uh, I I would avoid going to court on this one, and uh, you know, I don't know Seth MacFarlane from a hole in the wall, but he seems to be a good guy. So maybe this was just a brain cramp on his part. Uh, but, what's uh, gonna, and what's it going to take him? Twenty minutes to to get through 150 autographs? I mean, I yeah. know his time is is extremely more valuable than the four of our times combined, and, and the amount of money that he can make in a minute. So his his 20 minutes is is. But you know, if you if you're gonna enter a contract to begin with, you would hope that he would honor it. And like you said, maybe it's at sign it. And I I don't think he was out to scam anybody. I don't think he was out no. to scam a, a a contractual partner. Um, you know, if he's done this product before in the past with Rittenhouse, I'm sure he wants to keep. You know, it's good advertising. It, it, it's good marketing for the Orville and and in his other products as well. You know, for people that catch. Who's not going to want a Seth MacFarlane if you're a Family Guy guy? You know, if if, if that's your show. Um, oh, but he had fan. one episode appearance in the Gilmore Girls. Well, I, I'm a huge fan of The West Wing, which never had I'm cards. But I, I bought Rob Lowe from from Parks and Recs, and I bought Dule Hill oh. from Psych to kind of build my own West Wing auto run. Um, sure. You know, you know, if you're if you're a Seth MacFarlane guy, that's your guy doesn't matter what it's stamped you know you're gonna want it you know Ho no, hopefully there, hopefully there's some clean resolution and, and it can all be done and they'll they'll be able to you know luckily it's only 150 of these and not thousands and it, it, you know it's something where you know you get him alone for 15 minutes and he can hammer these out if it even takes 15 minutes right 150 autos can't be that hard no I'd, I'd hope not 
No, I, I agree. It, it just it's weird because it's uh, you know it's his um, it's his product, right? It's like his show, and so you think you would want the the best rep- representation for something you're producing, you're putting out there that you're you know you're involved with. But you know we'll see what happens. Uh, WNBA Prison last week. This was a, we just didn't get to this on the show, but our buddy Cardboard Icons tweeted, "I'm failing to comprehend this market on WNBA cards. It seems odd to me." In a season where there's almost zero talk on my timeline about the games, uh, here we are with a prism release, and everyone is chasing and claiming to be fans. Very odd times. Do you think it's just because it was the inaugural prism release of a basketball product that people are thinking, "Hey, this is the one"? Uh, if you're going to get, um, you know, into the WNBA, like you want to have the the first one because we go back and we look at the what you know what uh, the first year of of prism baseball has done, even for veteran players. Um, you know, I, I don't know, guys. Like, it's it's cool that the people are out. I think it's more of that speculation versus actually being a fan of of a player or a team, right? So, so as someone who at least watches a few games a year, uh, just because my team is decent, and uh, I've kind of kind of grown into it more than the Timberwolves, anyway. Um, but I, I wouldn't disagree that some of it's probably speculation. Some of it's probably not having product to break recently. Um, I mean, I know when I went to the card shop, there was a guy who clear, uh, y- y- you know, just meathead type guy. But he had a complete, uh, he-, he was breaking up his boxes left and right, trying to get a complete set. And I got a silver of this number one draft pick lady who, I'm like, okay, but dude, five years ago, would you have been breaking WNBA? Um, uh, no, I mean, uh, he- he's not wrong. I-, I-, I think that there are a lot of people that are ripping it that are either just ripping it to rip it. That have no idea or no interest in the WNBA. I mean, saying this, I probably would have, uh, just because there's a product to rip uh, that's you know me and Angela can chase down some of our links, legends. Um, but also, uh, I know that my company's owner is a huge breaker of WNBA product when he can find it. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm excited because Lynette Woodard, uh, Cleveland Rockers legend, Harlem Globetrotter legend, KU legend, North High legend, uh, is in the product. And I, you know, sure. Lynette has a really close uh, connection with my family going back in when her high school days. So uh, that's a card I'm excited about. I've looked, and the prices on her are crazy. So I'm kind of waiting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but it, it, it's neat to see this price because I think Prism, if you, you put anything Prism, um, I think if they did an unlicensed hockey product with the player's license, that people would poo their brains out all over, um, you know, prism. You know, um, you know when not to not to try to sound misogynistic at all, um, but if you look at WNBA through the same prism as Pokemon and Garbage Pail Kids and. Um, WWE and some of the other ones that that wouldn't typically be clear the shelves uh, hot. Um, you know, if, if we if we kind of lump all of those secondary you know products together as a group, it's very interesting and curious to see who's actually buying this. Like Steph said, and if their intent is just it's the next thing, and I can't buy you know Mosaic football and Prison basketball and Topps Chrome baseball. But heck, Pokemon sitting there, and Garbage Pail Kids is sitting there. Um, 
it's just it, it's interesting to, to kind of stand back as a non-buyer and observe the market as it plays out and to see what will happen in a couple of months if people get stuck with this. If there's a fluid market and, and buyers are actively looking to purchase this for, for personal consumption and, and collecting, uh, we don't know. So it, it's definitely interesting. Now, if it, if, if it is sincere and people are really after this, that's great for the WNBA. It's just another market for consumers and collectors. So it's fantastic. Just like, again, our buddy Val, who's on the NASCAR, you know, why not come over here, collect on this side of the track? Mm -hmm. um, you know, th there's there's a lot of room in this hobby. We were just talking about another non-sports product through Rittenhouse, and uh, we, we've reached out to Cryptozoic to see if we can get them on the, the, the show, uh, maybe after the first of the year, uh, talk some non-sports. There, there's so much in this hobby to go around for everybody. Um, it's just interesting because the WNBA's ratings would not support the interest in the hobby, at least as a linear, you know, com uh, it, it doesn't seem like it's in line with one another, you, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, there were some issues with 2021 Upper Deck Series 1. Um, uh, DAC TMAC fan cards uh, hit me up. Uh, they, they tweeted out some stuff, but they also sent me some DMs here. I got two cases. I got a case and opened six boxes of it, and it's all the same. Uh, there are many on Twitter and blow out with the same issue too. They ask us uh, for so so far my <clears throat> all they asked for uh, so far for my case and box were serial numbers and the receipt from the LCS. I think a public statement should have been issued provided by now. Uh, I just know. I just like how uh, I should know to continue to rip. I want to know if I continue to rip my boxes or not. Keep them sealed. And, and what he's referring to is damage on the cards um you know rough, really rough edges uh some rounded corners um you know you know things like that uh he sent a tweet out to to, to chris carlin and asked him to provide an update on when customers oh wow uh, who received rough. rounded corners and uh on young guns um and you know we can't get some communication backs and, and should i open the rest of my box or the rest of my cases my case and Chris Carlin said to reach out to Upper Deck Assist and you should hear something back today or tomorrow. And the response that he got back was Upper Deck is offering to replace any young guns or inserts uh, if damages uh, provide as well as the serial number of the box and the receipt from your dealer. Uh, no replacement for sealed boxes. And um, then with the base cards, you just need to provide them account of the damaged cards and they will replace base cards that way. There were also issues with the Tim Hortons where they were printed uh, <laughs> and really miscut. So, well, so r regarding the Tim Hortons, did you see the pictures I sent earlier? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. So uh, he here's the, uh, the slightly odd uh, miscuts on the Tim Hortons. But uh, today I saw these two pictures. Actually, it's on my desktop. Um, that's going to be a pain to pull up. One second here. Um, but no, so, so, so look at the back here. You can get kind of the general design of uh, the card itself. And the front has a really foil boardy, like uh, upper deck spectrum y esque uh, design. Um, this was the back of the card, which is weird that it got the foil before it got all of the rest of the pressing. Um, and then here was the front. Now, at least in these cases, same thing. Uh, Upper Deck said that uh, have them reach out to us and we'll replace 
the, the, the pack, or if they get a blank one like that, they'll send out a few extras. So, at least they're taking care of it. No, yeah, and, and that's a good thing, but, you know, like, it, it's just frustrating, right, when you get so excited. Like, this year with the update, like, I was opening my update baseball case, and I was so disappointed going through it when the cards are every which way, and the backs were printed incorrectly on half the set. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, like, how do you get that wrong? Well, and it tells you to how much in other years that they get everything right. Yeah, it, it, it just it just kind of it just it, it's a frustration point. You kind of like, you know, it just takes the, the the excitement out of it when you go through and you're like, do I even want to open the rest of my case because half of the case I open is damaged, and, and how much do I want to take? And, and the thing was, you know, he asked me, he's like, you know, I don't want to resell these, you know, I could resell these boxes on the open market right now, and. But he goes, I'd feel guilty if someone opened them and there's damaged cards in the rest of these boxes as well. And he bought the case from his LCS and they were willing to buy it back from him, the rest of the boxes that what he paid for the boxes, you know, to make him whole. Uh, But if he were to go buy more boxes, then he's got to pay, you know, the current rate, which is more than what he pre-ordered to that. So, you know, it's a bad situation. Um, I, 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 you know, it just it stinks, and it's it's going to be go down as one of those products. Like, hey, be you know, in five or six years, when somebody has a sealed box of this and they open it up, and they have the damaged card, it's going to really stink because there's not going to be anything that anybody can do for them at that point. So, yeah, no good point. That you know, when we look at all this stuff, no matter what we analyze on our show or or any other podcast you might listen to, you kind of kind of have to look at it through the prism of right now, right? It's that right. redemption of let's go back and buy a a box of 2016 such and such and we pull a redemption that's fine and dandy how many awesome redemptions have we seen people pull and go man that would have been a phenomenal card four years ago but now the company doesn't have to honor it mm-hmm. uh what are your thoughts on that james as far as i know we've touched on this in the past I, I go by it yeah that that window we know that they don't have to legally obligate you know they're not legally obligated outside of the window but what it- it, I don't understand why it's how much space could these autographs take up? I don't understand why they want to have a two or three year kill date on these things. It's like, what you're going to, it should only be one or two cards in this, in a set. Usually that's a, that's going to have a redemption. So on top, so the cards come in, put them aside it, two, three years kind of, arbitrary number probably just don't want to hang it around but they legally speaking it, it seems like it's on the car uh, on the box it says you might pull a redemption card and the redemption is expires x so if you go and buy a box it's happened i think it's happened to everybody i got a hold of a uh, 2012 13 fleer retro hockey box like a year ago and there were two redemptions in there it's like well okay would have been nice but it's an eight-year-old box a uh, six-year-old box what what do you expect yeah as far as like these these uh cutting errors and like this tends to follow they tend to follow each other because these bo- these are all packed up at the same time, so it tends to be in the same case. This is going back a while. Oh oh five oh six series two, we opened up uh, my we had a uh, a case that had no young guns in it, and that was infuriating, <laughs> obviously, and uh, sure. predicted right by us though. So there. I'm confident they're going to get this resolved. 
expecting a sealed box back when they're offering to replace what was in the sealed box, that's absurd. Expecting them to issue a statement when it's one guy on Twitter and a couple people on Blowout who may or may not have be telling the truth. Uh, no, you don't you don't issue a press release because a couple of whiners <laughs> on Blowout may be telling the truth. I'm not saying the Dak T-Man's lying. He took showed pictures. Sure. But if I don't see pictures on the Blowout message board, I don't believe it, period, because there's some of the most most notorious liars in the hobby are on that message board. Yeah, and vitriolic, no less. Yeah, it, 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 it's a cesspool. Yeah. Uh, there was a good conversation that we got uh, tagged into uh, late this afternoon, early this evening, uh, from Jay Gruen78 uh, on Twitter about undervalued players. Name one guy whose card, and we talked about this a little earlier, but uh, name one guy's card who you think is quite undervalued right now in the hobby in each of the three major sports, or just pick one. Um, you know, I, I hit up in, in, in Major League Baseball. I, I said Hank Aaron. Uh, in NBA, I said Shaquille O'Neal. And in the NFL, I said Jerry Rice. And the one reason is you look at Jerry Rice cards, even – his rookie card is still pretty obtainable in all kinds of grade levels and ungraded. Uh, and no one is ever going to touch his receiving records. Um, you know, God, Fitzgerald's been in the league forever and still would have to play many more years to even get close to, to Jerry mm-hmm. Rice. Hank Aaron's, you know, some people call me a lot of time home run leader. It is what it is. I mean, Hammer and Hank is, is a, is a great baseball player and legend. And, his stuff, I still believe, is very undervalued because, one, we see a lot of his autographs now. We see his autograph is really failing at this point in the time in his life. And, that hey, that just happens. But I still think in the long term, the sad part is, is once he's gone, people are going to go, God, you know what? He was really awesome. Yeah. We took advantage of him because, you know, he was here. Uh, and Shaq, I think he played, he, he, he debuted in the junk wax era. Yeah. And there was so much of his stuff. But I think you look back, I don't, I don't think we'll ever see another Shaquille O'Neal. Well, especially I, if, especially when when centers are so overvalued in today's game, anyway. How long is this going to last? I mean, literally, I read an article on the Athletic the other day where they're like, "Why would you draft a center? It's literally like drafting a running back." The NFL's figured it out. The NBA has not. Centers are the the replacement cost, replacement level cost is cheap. You know, the and, the Kings so- lost uh, Harry Giles, so they went out and got Hassan Whiteside. What's the difference? So, and I think Ben, you you listed a couple of guys, and I think your list was was interesting uh, because I do agree with the selections you made, and they they were unique. So, you had, in baseball, you had who? So I I put like a Willie Mays, and I I stopped short of saying when he dies. I said within the next ten years, you're going to see because I didn't I you know how we're we're very very protective over not using somebody's death as a way. Uh, but. But I, I really want to go to your point, Tim. You'd mentioned Hank Aaron. Somebody jumped in and said $200 is undervalued. And, and I, I, may, I piggybacked on your point in the, in the thread and said, Don't, okay, cost oftentimes convolutes things and complicates or confuses things, right? Because $200 is not, quote, unquote, cheap. It's affordable for most of us if we want to go out and, and, and put that type of money into a, a trading card. Um, but to your point, Tim, you're saying, you know, let's say five years from now, Hank's not with us anymore. You could see a two, three X 
two hundred dollars is undervalued compared to a four or five hundred dollar price point three, four, five, seven, ten years from now, right? Um, and I think that was the gist of of the original, the intent of the original tweet in question was what is undervalued? Uh, James mentioned a ton of stuff where it's like, why is this guy eight bucks and this guy's only six? That's what undervalued is, is where can I get a good deal? Where can I put money into my collection where it's trending below comparative players, right? If we go back and, and spend money on Cal Ripken, I mean, let's, let's just talk that whole eighties generation, right? Gwen and Sandberg and, and Bo Jackson, McGuire and Canseco and Mattingly and Griffey and all of those guys compared to now, I brought up a point right now. Would you rather spend $2,000 and get 10 cards and it's a, an Aaron and a mantle and a maze and a Koufax, 10 of those guys or one Luca, one Zion? What's going to happen 10 years from now? I got 10 of these. These guys aren't with us anymore. So you know that there's going to get that organic jump, you know, in the market. It's just like, undervalued that's really what undervalued is jerry rice is is the all-time top five player of all time in any sport right yeah, i mean possibly and but the, but the whole thing to me is in, in this is you know is that i think that everybody is such a now like then who who's like right now and and then we forget about you know the the older players or the players that, that aren't, you know, that have retired or, you know, we never even saw play. Like I was never alive when Hank Aaron was out on the field. Right. But you can read about his, his exploits and how great he was on the field. And I, I, I mean, I see tons. I see Hank Aaron cards for 10 or 15 bucks. Now they're not in the best shape, but still it's like you pick that up and it's like, okay, this is a, this is an awesome piece of history. I just think in the, in the, you're right in this. I mean, how much could Luca turn into, um, Michael Jordan, sure, but the chances of him being the next Michael Jordan, along with Zion being in the league, you know, all these other guys we're chasing down, they're not all going to be Michael Jordan. Okay, <laughs> and if you're paying two grand for his prism versus two hundred dollars on a maybe a second year Hank Aaron, yeah, and we've talked about this. Vintage is is a place where you can go, and, and I like how you said Ben, park your money. Mm -hmm. I think that's very smart. Like that's a very smart way to say it, and, I, and I'm going to give you credit for it because I like that. If you're going to park your money in uh, an era of, of of any sport, vintage is the way to go. Uh, vintage football is not, I mean, as sought after because there was a lot of you know they the, they printed the year following, and there was you know they didn't have low you know you look back a lot of times tops didn't have the logo lights uh, to do some of the cards, but vintage baseball. Uh, and I see now this was some vintage basketball. I think vintage basketball. I think you know mm -hmm. pre pre Jordan, um, people are, are sleeping on big time. Um, but so, vintage, vintage baseballs were something you could park your money, and in five, six, seven years, you're going to do really well. I'm telling you right now, guys, that if you're building any '70s sets, '60s sets, and the '50s are pretty, you know. <laughs> pretty costly just because of, of that, the you know the number of cards available but if you're building those 70 sets do it now and do it fast because that's where people are going to head to i'm telling you that right now people are going to go back and look at these cards and realize what they really are pre-1980 so that's just that's just my yeah. opinion on this but uh, what do you guys think you so, know, I, I hate uh, I, just, I, I hate that stocks are often compared to trading cards 
because that is not a linear comparison whatsoever. But if you were going to go into the stock market right now with a significant amount of money, parking your money in Amazon is much better than spending that, you know, because now you're, you're, you're speculating that money, right? Um, putting it in the latest, greatest IPO, the company that just drops for the first time tomorrow, and you're going to blow your wad on that. You know, you're safe with Amazon. You know that you know, I spent 90 bucks on a 53 Yogi Berra years and years ago. I don't know what the fluid market is on that card, but I'm pretty certain I could probably get my 90 bucks or close to it out of it today, tomorrow, next year, five years from now. That card is not going to depreciate at all. You know, I may not get my 90 bucks, but I can get 70 bucks. And, and if I've owned it for five years, 10 years at that point, haven't I got enough enjoyment out of knowing that I've owned it? Because at the bottom line is we're all caretakers at this. We're all going to die and we can't take it with us. So we're not owners of these. We're just caretakers. Whether our kids want it or not is, is you know, a byproduct, you know. So I got uh, th three. Uh, one of you guys have kind of already touched on. Uh, Hall of Fame and Vintage. I'm not saying you know, Ted Williams is the Hank Aaron's. I'm, I'm talking to some of the lesser guys, or even guys that were, you, you know, uh, all-time fan favorite types, uh, your Roger Maris's, your those level of players. Um, but also to for my seconds, uh, Mario Lemieux. I checked in real quick and I saw that uh, for, for a Super Mario rookie. You can pick them up for fifty to hundred bucks, ungraded in raw condition. Um, for a top 10, 25, 100 player, uh, it's really cheap. Uh, just outside of overprinting era, um, gotta love it. Second of all, uh, stick sticking with uh, your guys's picks for basketball, but in another league, um, my war autos. Uh, Four-time WNBA champ, finals MVP, uh, six-time All-Star. You have her defense of uh, social justice issues most recently, listed on Times Top 100 Most Influential People. Um, she, she literally hasn't had two consecutive seasons where she hasn't won a title from high school on. Um, easily top five, top three WNBA player of all time. This uh, sold at eBay for forty bucks, and, and it's one of those things. You know, J James, you know, you have you have daughters, and, and it's one of those things where, like Steph said, because she's such a a magnificent human being, it, it, it's something where you know I, I've got a lot of Addison Russell cards in my collection, and he's a disgusting human being. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've gotten rid of most of the cards that are not base cards, um, which would be considered part of my team set, um, because I, I don't want to own those. You know, you know, and and to to have a, a a good piece of the hobby of somebody that is a good person, and, and you know, who knows what what type of impact she might have on this world moving forward. Sure, and, and it's something that we would want to encourage our, our kids, not just our daughters, but our sons as well. Um, you, you know, it's 
lots of stuff in this this hobby are undervalued for a variety of reasons and and we all collect differently and sometimes that's what happens is you know we we get caught up in what we collect and we forget about the other stuff mm -hmm. and if we collectively do that something falls by the wayside and that's why you can go out and buy something uh for six bucks when it's like are you serious this should be three times that comparatively speaking to zion's valuation yeah, and, I, and i've always said that the thing is is that um just getting back to being undervalued like i for a long time and you guys know this i've been i've been preaching if you if you're looking to go buy stuff and you don't want to blow the bank on doing it but and you want to have multiples of, of things base rookie cards are your best friend mm -hmm. you know it allows you to park your money or speculate or whatever you want to call it in a player uh a, you know a current rookie uh to be able to if they hit it big then you're able to take those and you could take five of them and sell them off and, and you still have one or two maybe and then you're able to buy new stuff or if you go back in the day to pick up pocket rookies uh you know the, the canseco rookies mcguire rookies uh these were cards that were unattainable to a lot of us as kids in the 80s because they were we talk about the canseco 86 donruss it was a hundred plus dollar card back then right i i didn't i was in 86 i was seven years old i didn't have a hundred dollars to go buy a baseball card with right but you know what i have now i have like six of them because i bought them for like two or three dollars a piece and i'm happier than hell you know i put them in you know what i put them in I'll put them in a one touch because I'm crazy, but it's like that card. I can say, man, at one time this card was a hundred dollar card, and I have six of them, you know. And now he's on a date. He's on plenty of fish. So if you want to get a date with Jose Canseco, he's on plenty of fish. But you know what I'm saying? It's like that is it's so much fun. Or if you have a player that you love, like I love Garrett Hampson because he's a you know knows, he's related to one of my buddies. It's fun to collect stuff like that. And and the thing and yeah. the whole thing of this is. Collect what you want, collect what you like, and enjoy it because that's what, at the end of the day, this is about. And if, and then beyond that, if your family, after you're gone and you know your wife's buried you in the backyard, if she can turn around and sell that, uh, <laughs> you know, to pay for her legal defense, then even you know even better, right? So, <laughs> somebody the other day said you can't take it with you. I said, bull. I said, listen, I'm getting a I'm getting a double casket because I'm gonna have to anyway. Well, okay, let's go with a triple then, right? <laughs> Well, I'm shorter but, than you. I'm shorter well, than you are, so I have room. With, with wise, you need a triple. Length wise, need you normal, need a half. Yeah, so <laughs> that bottom half times two because I don't need the you know. So width wise is a double, but the bottom is normal size for like a like a person that's like five foot tall or taller. So I'll have that extra room by my seat. I didn't spend all of this time collecting all of these Maguires not to take them with me. Okay, you, you want to get rid of the foxes and the planks and the Consecos? Cool. But those Maguires are going with me. Also, probably my wedding ring and some pictures of my kids, probably. But the 87 which, which, binders which going. Ring? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking the first ring. I'm not taking the second <laughs> ring. Probably not taking the third ring. To paraphrase yeah. Stanley from the office. No, yeah, you know the, the the funny thing. My my father in law says he wants to be buried in his his seventy Impala. So, you know. all right, hold hold on, hold on a second. Can we pivot real quick? We, we got an interesting comment here in the YouTube chat for a moment, and, and it's from Robert. He says, "I feel like I'm in a collector's rut. Just nothing's interesting to me, and with the prices of wax, it just makes it worse." Yeah. So, advice to him: you know, take a step back. You know, get a binder out, kind of flip through it, 
reassess what makes you okay so so look at it like the desk right Th this was great advice given to me during my first marriage let's bring it around full circle you know you don't fall out of love with somebody the desk gets cluttered right the desk has a surface and over time you start throwing bills on it and you start throwing all this clutter and it becomes a catch-all and and you forget where the surface of the desk is and relationships like that too because you have soccer uh for the kids and you have you know dinner and you have i got a podcast on a wednesday night with you guys right so we have commitments in life mm -hmm. and sometimes our relationship takes a back seat to that much like what we've been talking about all show these online exclusives and it's just so overwhelming and that collector's fatigue really starts to set in and so sometimes we need to take a bet you know peel back that onion and, and what really made us happy what brought us in to the hobby to begin with and, and personally that's why i collect hoard if we're talking about uncle rich um you know junk wax era mcguire's because it takes me back immediately to when i was eight or nine years old getting 89 bowman mcguire out of a pack and going oh my gosh these are bigger than normal and they've got that the backs look different and the photos look different and regardless of you shaking your head or not tim it takes us back to when we were 10. no no it does and and, and i asked him he collects first of all he collects the spurs so i, I apologize him for that uh and the astros guy so. Half uh, of my man, right there. Yeah, but what I'm, you know, the thing is, is um, you know, Royals uh, four four one seven says buy singles of what you want, favorite team player, etc. And I, I agree with that. It's kind of you know, and what you said too, reevaluate collection. I think we all get there to a spot where it's like, why in the hell are we doing this? Why yeah. am I doing this? And 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 take some time away. There was a good part of 2015 through 16 where I did that. I was not heavily collecting. I followed along and. And but I wasn't active as active as I had been or even am now, um, and it, I had to take stock of why I was doing this, what I'm doing in the, the um, in the hobby, what I want to get out of it, and it really helped me go back. And it's like focus, make make a focus of one small thing, because I think we get so overwhelmed with everything that's out there, all of the releases, and, and chasing mm -hmm. the latest and greatest. And at the end of the day, yeah, that can be fun. But you also can get burned real bad. But if you sure. like the Astros, go back. I mean, they had some great teams in the eighties. Go back and and, and get those. Go collect those team sets. The Mike Scotts, uh, the Nolan Ryan's, the yeah, the sure. early, the late, yeah, J.R. Richard. You know, yeah, picking up, picking obscure and uh, uh, Alan Ashby, right? He was a really popular catcher for them in the eighties. Go back and pick an obscure guy. Build a collection off of that guy. But Just have he, some fun with it where it's inexpensive. Like I think Cardboard Icons is doing a Carney Lansford thing. Yeah. David Robinson, Avery Johnson, Sean Elliott. Go grab some of those 90s teams that were always Cinderella to Houston and Utah during the 90s before Tim Duncan came around. And you can get that stuff cheap, under 10 bucks, and you can grab a, a stack of, you know. If you hit sport lots, I'm telling you, 18-cent cards are the are, are – the, all day long on that stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. is what I was going to hit. I mean, I've uh, put put back uh, sorting everything, but I went on Sport Lots and I mean, from like 10 different sellers, mind you. I finished out Stadium Club as a team set and uh, Ginter with a card that came in today, actually. Finders down there. Um, just, I mean, like one card this year, two cards that year. I finished off Ginter X, which I had none of or very few. Um, but, but, you know, for under 60 bucks, I had both 
sets complete. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things where sometimes we, we need to step back and, and not just reassess what we have, but take ourselves back to, like I said, you know, grab a stack of, I, I've got like 50 cards coming this week from somebody off sport lots that I spent $13 with and it's 88 tops McGuire 89 McGuire, 90 McGuire, a couple tops bigs from 88, mm -hmm. um, 89 Bowman. You, you can shake your head all day long. I, I, I love you every time you shake your head, and you know I bring this stuff up just for you. But it, when it takes you back to the basics, right, it, it it's just fun. There's just something romantic about that. Yeah. And if, if you can't find your passion again, Maybe it's time to step away from the hobby altogether for a while and Wait, come back. Well, well, he's, hopefully he's, not long. He has Biggio listed. I think Biggio would be an awesome guy just to build a massive PC of because he was sure. in the, he was a star in the jungle. So he's got tons of stuff out there where you can pick up awesome cards of him for pennies on the dollar. You know, even his top cards are going to be just a handful of dollars. And it's something. Uh, I mean, really there's good. like 10 1989 Donruss rookies that I have to get. Yeah, kind of. His 89 tops card is great. Yeah. The 88 score update yeah. one. That one's he a cool card. Great stuff. And yeah. And, and the fact he played a couple positions, you know, that that's some cool stuff. And he, you know, he said he also loves flagship. Now I'm a big flagship nerd myself. Sure. Uh, but go, go on to more lots. I'm opening real quick. The only reason I'm opening flagship is because I'm getting to pre-order the price. I don't think I would be buying flagship at retail. Like when walking to the LCS, would I be paying close to $200 for a jumbo box? When I knew three years ago that box it was 120 100 bucks, maybe 105 all day long. Maybe 120 if it was update, right? And there was somebody really exciting in it. So, take, uh, take, you know, if, if you have a 20, you know, obviously I don't know your budget, Robert, but, you know, if you've got a $20 to spare, you know, some Starbucks money over the next week. Go on to Sport Lots, type in 1989 Tops, Craig Biggio, or or another one if you right like here on the, the screen. Score. Uh, right there. And just find out how many you can buy of the same card and get them in and, and, and create a binder of nothing but one card, whatever your favorite Biggio is from 88, 89, 90, and, and buy 50 of them, buy 60 of them, create a couple of pages. And, and I guarantee you it's, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that won't work for you. It's worked for me, and it's worked for some other guys that I, I've recommended this to. It's fun because it's an inexpensive way to to add the same card. And, and if you're married, you know, if if you're in a relationship, your wife, you, you you know, your spouse, your partner might look at you and go, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm doing this for you know. I, I every time my wife goes to Dutch Brothers and she spends six dollars on her favorite drink, I'm like, "That's that tastes like butt." And it's gross and sugar it's water, yuppie stuff. And it's like, what the hell are you doing, lady? And then she she's, <laughs> sees me get a stack of 1989 Kinsecos, and she's like, "What are you doing, dummy?" And I'm like, "Listen, drink your 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 Golden Eagle Eye Cherry crap, and leave me alone, lady." Also, I love you. Well, that, I think that we, I, Robert, we really appreciate that. And if you want to hit me up at, at Big Ship Seventy Nine on Twitter, DM me. Um, we can. I'd, li I'd like to talk to you a little bit more um, about what's going on. Uh, I got some ideas too, so we, we can always do that and share them there. If you're not on Twitter, you can always email uh, the sh the podcast at about the cards pod at gmail.com and we can talk through there as well. So, you know, 
Yeah. You know, so it's, they're, it's, uh, it's okay to just take time off away from it too. Yeah. If you're really burnt, um, then when you come back, if you decide to come back, just real look at what you liked well, about it, this when you were a kid. And look, he says he's been married just a little over a year okay. and he got a baby. He says maybe he'll make a binder for him. Yeah. Take your favorite junk wax era card. Whatever that is. For me, it's 80, 86 Eric Davis because it got me in the hobby. You know, or an 87, 88 McGuire. Take your favorite one and make a binder of 9, 10, 11 pages of him. He won't know about it and he may not understand it until he's 10, 12, 15 years old. But it'll be something where you can connect your youth to his youth at a later date. Mm -hmm. And it might, it might light that fire. It might not light that fire. But hey, worst case scenario, you're out 20 bucks and... I'm sorry, we you know, but hey, best case scenario, you find your love for the the and passion for the hobby again, and maybe find a new avenue to collect that works for you. And um, you there's know, a lot of, there's a lot of ways to be involved. Yeah. You know, yeah. As someone mentioned, do a dual group with uh, Craig and uh, Kevin Egio. There you go. You know, uh, as we as we roll out tonight, we have we're on Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, which, you know, back back in the day when I come home from college, like this was the night you'd go out and see everybody from high school and get plastic. And now I think back and I'm like, dude, yeah. Uh, I'm much much happier doing the podcast with you guys tonight on Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, what are you thankful for in the hobby? This came from Uncle Rich. So what, what are you thankful for in this hobby? I'll let James lead off uh, tonight. Well, there's a lot. There's great people in this hobby. Um, we sometimes, especially guys like Ben and I, focus on not so great people, but um, I love how this community pulls together when bad stuff happens to our people. Like at the end of the day, these are two and a half inch by three and a half inch pictures of other dudes. So it's hard to take yourself too seriously when you think about that. Uh, but I would probably not be in the hobby if it weren't for the great people in it. So that's what I'm thankful for. Steph. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's really fair. So Nearly what I would have added. Um, one that uh, you know, there are a certain core group of people that I consider a true family uh, outside of the hobby. I mean, through Twitter, we ended up with one of our uh, bridesmaids, great friend of ours. Um, but but also, um, and you know, I think I say this every year that we cover this, uh, just for everyone's health. Um, you, you know, especially this year. Uh, when you hear that someone's suffering or someone's miserable or, you know, in my case, hey, dislocated the shoulder again, uh, knock on wood, a ton of it right now because I'm currently going on almost a year. Um, it, 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 it's good to hear that everyone's at least in decent health. Um, and for the most part, we really haven't uh, had any major issues this year. And it's nice to share, uh, you know, I know that I can post on uh, any number of group DMs saying, hey, check this out, look what I got, cool, and, and get received well just as I would for theirs. Yeah. Or just see their excitement, you know. Every uh, however many days I get a little ding from those back pages saying, new episode available, new episode available. And they're really fun quick burns. Yeah. Benjamin? It's funny, a common theme on Twitter after we mentioned this, everybody mentioned some variation of what James said. The people. You know, it's it's so important. Uh, I've tweeted out a couple times in the last week. Um, you know, I, I, I've suffered from depression about a year ago. Um, 
you know, I know all you guys probably know exactly what it was in regards to. I know Tim called me multiple times, you know, on December 2nd last year and said, you know, you need to call me. I'm on my way if I have to be. Uh, very blessed to have all three of you guys. You guys are three of the most mediocre friends a guy could have. Um, right back at you. It's one so, of those oh, things, oh, though, oh, that not everybody has someone. And, and I've tweeted out a couple times, hey, my phone is on. James, I saw you did kind of the same thing this afternoon, and I, I loved it. It's like sometimes just knowing there's other people out there that can relate. Why do we collect cards of, of other men on these, these two-and-a-half by three-and-a-halves? Mm-hmm. Um, why do we spend hundreds and thousands of dollars a year in this hobby and a connection to our youth, whatever the, the, the reasoning is, it's, you know, it takes us, it's cathartic. It, it helps the battle anxiety and depression and knowing that there are people out there that will take my phone call at two in the morning if I'm having a bad night and, and, and you know, being able to turn around and offer that to other people is extremely important and, and connecting with other people and uh, we're all in this hobby together, whether we all fight and get cranky with one another and, and bitch and moan at one another. And at the end of the day, I think most of us come back because of the passion that we share. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to have a, a group, a large group of people that I can just say, hey, man, I'm having a bad day. What's going on with you? And going, yeah, life sucks right now, too. You know, want to get a virtual beer together? Let's let's have a twenty minute conversation and 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 explain why the the Pittsburgh Penguins are the greatest hockey team in the world up your butt and around the corner, you know? I mean, and, yeah, because they don't they have these these things called Stanley Cups, right? That you want to win. They yeah, had our, them in the nineties and the two thousands. They're the only hockey team I think in the state of Pennsylvania. So that's all cool. right. Now you're now you're getting going too far there, man. <laughs> you no, know, I, I think the Flyers <laughs> might right. might have one but it, it's probably tarnished now because it's from like probably what the 70s it's a year before i was born yeah. no actually i think i was three it, i don't remember it as a long time ago no but i, I agree and, and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be the bin here i'm not gonna have just one thing i'm gonna have three things i'm gonna steal from everybody here now you're uh, learning no, the first <laughs> thing i saw in a lot of this stuff too was was there, a lot of people said and james let it off right it's the people in this hobby um you know uh Royals, Royals, uh, uh, 417 here said, Hey, he was one card short in series two. Uh, baseball set put it on Twitter within two minutes, the card was coming to him. Um, that's just the, the very entry level of what people do. Like, hey, you need these cards. Uh, you, you know, like one of my buddies got back into collecting, and I had a the stack of uh, Luca cards from Chronicles this year. And I just, he's like, I've been, I just love Luca, right? I'm, so I just mailed him all of the cards. He goes, "What do I? I'm going to have to give you something." I was like, "No, this is how we do this. Welcome back. Here is a present. Enjoy. Uh, that's you know we help each other out. Uh, it's cathartic. Yeah, like Ben said, like you could be through some bad times and come in. Like I come into this room and this like my besides the fact that I actually work out of this room now full time, but it still is my my little sanctuary in the house where I could come in and I can relax and I can sort cards and and kind of just go back and let and be that 12 year old kid again." that was playing stickball and, and trading cards with his buddies. Now my buddies are just online. Uh, and, and there's, there's people out there to help support you. And, and then when you get excited, when someone you're like, one of my favorite things is, is when I find a friend that, that gets a card or completes a set or something that they've been looking forward to for a long time, I might get more excited about that than a card I have coming in the mail for my own mm-hmm. personal collection. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's one of those things that I just, 
you know, there's so many good things in this hobby. I think we get caught up in so much of the, the negativity or what brings us down that there really is a community in here. Uh, and there's wherever you are, there's there's bad scenes, right? But uh, I think that more of the good comes, the, the cream comes to the top of this. And, and I'm thankful for all you guys. I'm thankful for all the listeners. I mean, all the people that watch and the show live. I mean, we're, God, we, we were going to do a short show tonight. Uh, like we're at two hour. hours. This is one of our longest shows we've had in a long time. But, you know, the people, there's, you know, 20 some people watching and, and chatting with us. Uh, the downloads. And, and, and guys, I, I text these guys the last this last week 125 episodes. Can you believe it? It's like we thought we would do like five. Like, honestly. And we never yeah. thought this would do. And, and all of the people I've met that, I was like, OMG, I'm talking to this person. <laughs> and now they consider me like I could call like, you by buddy. Name. Yeah. And they knew who they, you know, they knew who the hell I am. And I'm like, and so that's why I try to repay that back. And I think we try to do that and like, Hey, like come and hang sure. out on the show with us. Uh, yep. Because we're just, we're just collect. I said, we're just collectors talking about this. We just kind of put it together and try to make it happen every yeah. week. And what, what, one of our good buddies, uh, Ryan Cracknell, uh, about six months ago when I was going through, or maybe a year ago now, when I was going through some stuff, and he's like, hey, if you need me, here's my number. My phone's on all night if you need it. He goes, if you really need it, I can come down to California. As long as you have a strong Wi-Fi connection, I can work from your couch. <laughs> and I'm like, looking around like, okay, this is like the Ryan Cracknell. Yeah. This is this guy's got a very large name and presence in the hobby, and he just said he'd come hang out on my couch for a week. It's like, you know, I, I, you know that's me? The and then, then yes. that's the thing is, and, and everybody that I've been able to meet, you know, that we, we've talked to, you know, um, you know, like Bo and, and Mike Summer and Dub and all these people are, it's just, they're genuinely who they are. And, it, and it's great to see it. And uh, I appreciate all of you. Uh, there's a lot of you I'd love to meet. And hopefully we can uh, get back to a spot where uh, we have a national and we can all make it happen and, and meet up again and, and say hi and, uh, you know, have a tasty beverage and open up a junk wax box together. Uh, that that's uh, that's always fun to do. So, James, I'm going to thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us tonight. I know it's late for you, uh, but we really appreciate it. We got to have you on sooner. I think that uh, every time uh, we have some some hockey drop that uh, is exciting, we need to bring you on and, and have you hang out with us for a little bit and, and get us smart on hockey because that way we all can grow a little bit and maybe maybe it's going to take out in, a, in you know football cards and come in the top three of collecting. We can you could be the the driving force behind that. So. Um, yeah. Uh, let, remember, we're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific on on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe and review our show on all platforms. We really appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter at about the cards. You can always follow uh, James at Philly Puck Fan on Twitter. You can always follow Ben at our trading cards. Follow Steph at Junk Wax. Follow me at Big Shep 79. Next week, the Mike Summer will be on from the Midwest Bureau reporting in. He's going to hang out with us. We're going to be talking. Uh, about his LCS online products and a whole bunch of stuff. So make sure you share uh, your hobby stories, great polls, send your questions our way, keep collecting, and we will see you all next week. Mm -hmm.